The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. You're tuning in to Flawed and Fabulous. I'm Ash and I like to think we are all flawed, but we are also fucking fabulous. Welcome, welcome. In today's episode, I sit down with a very special friend of mine, Samantha Baker, or to me, Sammy. Sammy and I have been friends for many years and we know each other's stories quite well. No strangers to heartache or the real life juggle of a working mama, we have shared lots of chats over the years and I'm super excited for you to meet her and have a chat with us about all things perfectionism, parenting and injectables. A trigger warning that in today's episode, we discuss material of a sensitive nature regarding trauma, death and loss. If you are feeling emotionally distressed or triggered, please contact Lifeline on 13 11 14 or see the show notes for additional support. I would like to thank Sammy for being so open and honest while sharing her story with the Flawed and Fabulous community. Today is a special episode and I hope you are all as grateful as I am to Sammy. Now let's get stuck into today's episode. It's angel card time. We have an angel card virgin in our midst, do we? Yes, we do. (laughs) And I'm so super excited when we get the virgins amongst us. I feel like we have like 90% virgins, which everyone listening is probably going to like, well, I know what to do, but Sam doesn't. I don't. (laughs) We're going to run you through. So what hand do you write with? Right. Right. Okay. So pop it in your left hand, the whole deck, and then give it like a solid knock on top. Like, yep. And then start shuffling. And while you're shuffling, think about the message that you want to receive from the angels. And when you feel like they're shuffled enough and you are drawn to a card, pop the deck down. You can take from the top, take from the bottom, split the deck. It's your deck. Ooh, we got one already. All right. Let's flip it over. What do we have? Change in direction. Ooh. So you have to read that part out, which is usually Courtney's favourite. I'm going to get Courtney to read the book. No, don't make me do that. (laughs) All right, I'll be nice. I'll be nice. Okay, change in direction. The changes you're experiencing are divinely directed to your newborn willingness to open your heart to love and our guidance. You're protected now and in the future, so follow your path to the happy outcomes you desire. This card signifies that you've had a change of heart that has altered the direction of your life in a positive way. Your old ways of living no longer interest you and you find yourself avoiding friends and pastimes that previously attracted you. You desire a life and career that will better fit your new interests and passions. The angels are guiding you through this time of transition. The law of attraction ensures that you'll manifest wonderful new opportunities and relationships. Additional meanings for this card. Your star a new phase of your life. The birth of a pr- new project is in the works. Pregnancy, birth, oh. or adoption. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> How do we erase parts of the book? Can <laughs> I pick another? <laughs> pregnancy, birth, or the adoption of a child is possible. A new element in your life is a blessing, even if it doesn't make sense right now. And before I ask you to explain that, Miss Courtney's got the yawns on, and oh this God. is the, this is the first time I've ever recorded an afternoon podcast. She doesn't think we're boring; it's just her immunotherapy. I hit a wall at about two o'clock, where it's just like all downhill. You've done from like there. six yawns, and I'm trying not to laugh at Sandra. Thinking, is she for real? Just like sorry. Sitting there. I'm the one that asks for a coffee. <laughs> I don't drink coffee, so I can't even like no do that. I could have bought yeah. some Red Bulls or something. Could have no, vodka, right. vodka Red Bull jugs to get through. 
true. Okay, but back to the angel card. So change in direction. What did that mean for you, Sammy? What was the first thing that came into your mind? Oh, my God. Like, Was there a lot? Yeah. I had things lot. that came into my mind for you too. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah. Just, you can just like keep it like surface level. Yeah, very surface yeah. level. Um, yeah, like I guess as a business owner and a mother and you're always thinking is something new coming and, yeah, I have been thinking about new projects. So it's been there and it's been on my mind for about six months and it's really Ooh, hitting the forefront. this is the kick up the butt you needed. Yeah, and, and then I'm like, spoken. this is a little bit freaky that this has come yeah. up. Yeah. Well, I'm going to send you that afterwards so you can reread it in your own time and have it with you. But... Yeah. Speaking of being a mum, I didn't really formally introduce Sam too much in the intro, but Sam is a longtime friend of mine. She is a wife, a mother, and she is also the very talented lady that takes care of my face. (laughs) (laughs) So I often get a lot of hits on my Instagram about my um, openness, about all my Botox and willing to try anything and my medicines and vitamins, and I'll basically try anything more. The months. I just have to say no. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I actually beg Sam to give me more and she's like, you don't need it. And I'm like, oh my God, I actually have been called 40 and not that there's anything wrong being 40, but when you're 34, <laughs> twice Who in the past that? month, oh uh, twice and two security guards. Oh, one at Dan Murphy's and one at like this pub that I was at. Like and the place where you like hope that they're going to ask you for well, ID. Yeah, well, like I get the bottle yeah, shop, it's like it. natural light, but it's dim in a pub. <laughs> like if I'm looking 40 in a pub, what am I looking in the what? outside light? Why is someone in a bottler asking you your age? The, the man that checks. Yeah, but oh, so what's he saying? Like, oh, I thought you were 40. No, I was yeah. drunk and oh. I was like, do you want to see my ID? Okay, okay. <laughs> Which then led to a big hell no. I don't oh. need to see your ID. You're about 40-ish. And I was like, oh, if there was another bottle shop closer to my house, I'd go there. But that's not. So, but me, I've had my top up with Sam the other day. Okay. So I was due. It was only last week. Yes. So Sam does do an amazing job. So I'm going to go back next week when it's all kicked in and be like, here's my ID. This is what you meant. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, Sam, I want you to explain to everyone in your own words what your career title, like a little bit of a breakdown of what you actually do. Okay. Well, now currently many would see me as their injector, but I am one of the owners of Magnolia Mediclinic. So we opened that up three years ago. And before that I was, yeah, working for other people independently as a contractor, but then I just saw a few gaps in, I guess, the market and what people just needed a better experience. So yeah, I decided to give it a crack myself with my brother as my business partner. And yeah, three Ooh, years ago. I know we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would like that too. We all work with our brothers up in here. <laughs> yeah. And so we no, know the highs and lows of those experiences. <laughs> um, yeah, big three years, but um, a great three years as well. And now, yeah, working for myself, I don't know how I'd work with anyone else. But yeah, yeah th- and before that, like I've done a little bit of repping and those sort of roles in the industry. So really got to know the back end of the industry. But I've always found my um, assets and my strengths was at the forefront. And so being at that front line, so treating the clients. And so, yeah, that's what I do now. Did you just wake up as a little girl and think, geez, I'd love to stick needles in people's faces? faces? No. <laughs> so so how, how did that come about? Honestly, by a little bit of coincidence, one of my elder sisters, so I come from a big family, one of six, and one of my elder sisters was working for a plastic surgeon at the time. Wait, actually, we actually need to pause. (laughs) And when you say you're one of six, (laughs) you're actually like 
a triplet. Yep. So she's like half one of the three, one of yeah, six. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Identic- that's well, how it got so big as a triplet. Yeah, are you at the identical? End. I don't. No, I don't. We're fraternal. Yeah. Three okay, because I don't think you look alike, but other people get super confused. Yeah. That. So if you saw us one on one down the street, you'd probably go, "Oh, I Sam." But if you put us all in the room together, you can see the differences because oh, yeah. we're similar. But yeah, no. And no I've identical. in the early days, I was at a few parties and I was like, "Hey," and <laughs> <laughs> whoever I was talking, whoever I was talking about was like, "Hi," and I'm like, "Rude," <laughs> and it wasn't the one well, that I was after. This wrinkle that I have. Here. <laughs> all well, you're friends medical- with Kate, first, yes. so yeah, yeah. So but all in, you're all in a medical background, actually. Yeah, and again, but I guess coincidence, like what Sarah. Sarah and I, so two of the three, we went to uni together and Sarah actually decided she was going to do nursing first. So I was like, oh, that sounds good. I'll do that too. (laughs) And then it's only then that once I got through and did my nursing, I thought I was going to be working in a hospital. But then one of our elder sisters was working for a plastic surgeon that I got introduced to cosmetic. But before that, I thought, yeah, I was just going to go the nursing side. And then Kate, the third triplet, she... Then after we finished our nursing, she went and did a medical terminology course and then ended up in the back-end system of the hospital, so doing clinical coding. So, yeah, yeah, ironically we are all in the same field. But just, yeah, it happened that way. Yeah. I guess also being on the Gold Coast, we are a little bit shunned for our obsession with our appearances here. And there is kind of like a flooded market in the means of injectables. Not everyone is good. (laughs) Not everyone is good, but there are a lot of places here to go to. What do you think is the most important thing for you in starting your clinic and like I honestly saw, again, a a gap in that the market, they thought that their client was the client that wants the big lips, wants the big cheeks, but I saw such a gap. There was no, there's a whole lot of us mums that we just want to look a little bit better. We want to look a bit fresher, but we don't want to look overdone. And everyone was just out there pushing this overdone look. And I'm like, no, it's the, there's so many other people that would try this and like the me. stats <laughs> of like the number of people that actually do the treatment on the Gold Coast, although it would probably be pretty, pretty high, nationwide is very low. It's right. still like sits at about 10% of Australian females do treatments. No. So it shows you the room for growth, but it showed how many more people are interested and do want to do it, but this fear of being overdone. Yeah. And so that's where I was like, no, it's our motto is no, it's keep it natural. Attract that everyday woman into our clinic. So yeah. I don't market to that clientele. I don't have a 20-year-old really sitting in our waiting room, not that yeah. there's anything against that. Yeah. It's just it's not for that. It's about as we start to age, we start to feel like we want a little bit of enhancement and that's the clientele that I like to treat personally yeah. and that's just where my business aims. Yeah. yeah. And, and like it. you're a verge, aren't you? Yeah. No, yeah. Of course yeah. it's a verge. She's an Ella Natural. We actually spoke about a potty episode to be like the never have I ever like in the world of like beauty <laughs> therapy and I was like I think we'll be leaning more towards <laughs> Might have been pretty boring. <laughs> I'd be like, yep, done it, done it, done it. But um <laughs> but in saying Same. that, I had a massive frown, like yeah. that I hated from a very early age. I've been actually seeing you now for eleven years. I know. I also feel like I just I'm gonna fully generalize. I feel like if you're a mum, you age quicker. Like you oh, get definitely. more wrinkles. And stress is proven to do that. It accelerates aging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, fatigue, like, sleep deprivation, all yeah, of it. Fatigue exactly. like, yeah. I don't have any children, so like I just feel like I'm not at the point yet where I <laughs> I, I didn't also have any children at twenty four. Oh. <laughs> But still, I, I was frowning at something. So. But um, you've mentioned a couple of times now that you're a mum. So tell yep. us about your beautiful family. Uh, so, yeah, I've um, obviously married to a husband. We've been together for 10 years and, yeah, married for seven. And two little girls. I've got a six-year-old and a five-year-old. And, 
Yeah, they're just the light of my life, really, and that's why I do what I do is to provide a life for them. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. And obviously being a working mum mm-hmm. has its challenges, let alone owning a business mm-hmm. too. Um, and um, Bells started school last year. Sienna yep. is starting school next year? Next year, yep. yeah. She's so, preppy next year, yeah. Yeah, and so now you're also dealing with the two locations, yep. which is like doesn't make life any easier. <laughs> which makes you have to get a nanny just for drop-off and pick-up. Yeah. yeah, and being, I can relate to that, my nanny starts back on Friday. <laughs> It's been the longest nine months of my life. (laughs) I couldn't have done it without it. I'm so super excited. Eden's like, am I getting fired as the manny? And I'm like... Yes. You can still be it's the like, second You can person. still do it. I'm getting fired. Yeah. Like I was already kind of like in like the like Terminator stage. I was like, I'm not doing that. And he's like, they're your children. And I'm like, I refuse. I'm just not doing that. I'm done. Like, I've oh, had enough. to get their own license. Yeah. Can't they just catch up? Well, well, we were talking about this the other day about yeah. the buses to school. And like I did catch public transport at Rider's Age. Yeah. And I caught a bus wow. and a tram. No, no, no. And like I'm like like debating whether he can catch a bus in like grade three. No, we never got the bus. Mom drove us all the time, but she was a stay at home mom, so it was a bit different. I swear, I remember walking home from like you one. Like I swear, (gasps) yeah. So I remember getting caught in the rain. Yeah, well, like I don't know. Like kids are carrying like phones and tracking devices and all these things that like we were just left for the wind. Like we would like (laughs) go to Red Rooster after school. Like we wouldn't pay for our tram. We would keep the like dollar twenty for our small chips. I was thin. Um, (laughs) Like stopping at Red Rooster, we're like besties with the lady, and then we'd walk home and eat our chips and like which felt like it was like 5k walk it was probably like one but at the time legs as well yeah, so it takes I know. a lot like, and my brother's walking. quite tall so like one to two steps he was never waiting for me I'm like Maddie wait and you'd just be like taking off but anyway sidetrack happens all the time so, <laughs> but um yeah so having that balance of work and Troy has his own business too. Yeah, so we've got two businesses in the one household, so life's very busy. Yeah. yeah. And, and we could not rely on hubby to do drop off and pick up, and that's not anything bad. It's just that's the reality of our life at the moment. So, yeah, we had to hire someone to help us do drop off and pick up. And I mentally just had to say to myself, I can justify this because, you know, that early morning rush sometimes as mums, we can all admit it, get ready, get your shoes on, you're just Shouting. stressed and you're just rushing. And I didn't want that energy to be around them. So yeah, I said, it's okay, not like it's really if I can keep. Time, is exactly. It's so I'm not losing that quality time. So I justified in my head, I'll get the nanny to do the drop off and pick up so I can walk in the door at four to five o'clock, but have that quality time and I'm not rushed and hasn't started the pick up as rushed and anxious and stressed. It's like, oh, I walk in then calm, they're calm when I get there and then, yeah, we can have our time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, Troy is also a tradie. So he's like left the house early. Early, So it's not like he's just... Totting off to, to his office at nine and being like, I couldn't do it, sorry. Like <laughs> he's, he's he's out and about early too. Yeah. Um. And so be, did you always live on the Gold Coast? Did you go no, up No, I grew up down the Hunter Valley. Husband, Troy, he um, grew up here on the Gold Coast. Yeah. But, yeah, we only got here, and I say we, my family, but when I was in the end of grade nine, going to year 10 at high school. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a big adjustment, going from a little country town to the Gold Coast. Were you the only triplets in the country town? Yeah. So everything we did was the triplets are starting school, the triplets are leaving town. I hit the front page of the newspaper. <laughs> Literally. And um, obviously probably when you went to school too. Actually, there's a little like other part that I find so interesting. How old is your oh. older brother? Okay. <laughs> the new triplets. Sounds really bad when you hear the math of it. Yeah. I love this part. He's only 10 months older than us triplets. <laughs> 
fast. Oh my god! When they say you should wait six weeks, we're premie. So that's how that math works. Okay. Okay. Oh, I literally got the like green light and then got. Wow. It's not even like a buy one, get one free. It's like you've won all the prizes in the shop. <laughs> They're oh just coming God. prizes from everywhere. Yeah. So that would be very, yeah. very crazy. So I, I guess feel like novelty. before we like go too far into it, I feel like isn't there a funny story that you told me like with your face and like medical, like when she, your first time or doing Or is stuff? it the gummy smell? Oh, no. are no. you talking about like the cool sculpting? Oh, yeah. Cool sculpt. is oh. Do you want to? Talk about that? Yeah. Well, I've had – I also – I have lots of funny stories because, like, I used to, like, pressure Sam when we were a lot younger into doing things to my face. And because I have, like, the gummy, like, teeth, um, I used to, like, not get my lips done. So um, Sam was like, oh, we're – you know, and, like, it's evolved so much over time. She's like, oh, we've got this, like, thing that we're doing where we just, like, relax the muscles in your <laughs> upper lip. And I'm like – and then so when you smile, it doesn't curl up. And I'm like – Amazing. Let's do it. Give me a double dose. <laughs> <laughs> but what's the reality of that? You can't spit your toothpaste. You can't, can't do anything. And, like, I had to go to a wedding or something and I had it done. I was smiling. I was literally looked like this, like, chipmunk. Like, because like, this was so relaxed but everything else was just so big around my face. And people were like, what's wrong with your face? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> I just look amazing. <laughs> and oh like God. now I'm actually, I'll share a photo because like they pop up in my Facebook memories this wedding and like every time <laughs> I look at it and I'm like, I'm just like, I can't figure out how to do it again. But I was like, Sam, I don't think we should do that again. <laughs> it will wear off. It's okay. <laughs> and it did wear off. I'm back to gummy, so <laughs> which is good. But... The other funny, like Sam has like a complete variety of different things um, at her is MediClinic. MediClinic, MediClinic. Yeah. So they do non-surgical things there. Yeah. And more medical procedures, so not so much your beauty, so not like eyebrow waxing or eyelash tinting, more procedure-based. Yeah. yeah. So I've pretty much like done everything on the menu except for Haifu. I think that's like <laughs> the only because that like really freaked me out and Courtney got it done and she said it, but my not Courtney Brown, <laughs> uh, and she was like, mm, you probably don't want it. And I'm like, okay. But um, cool sculpting, which what do we call that? Fat freezing. It's fat freezing. So it is permanent fat freezing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm all about the cheat. I was like, I Same. Will. That's why I got one. <laughs> yeah. That's why I I'm like, I'm like, how much is that? And I'm like, wait it up. I'm like, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Like, that's like a gym membership for she like. You could have said anything really. <laughs> yeah, she, like, yeah fair. Yeah. I'm like, yep, I'll give it a go. So I was like, yeah. And they're like, have to go in for your consult and they get these little things paddle things out and they measure how many paddles you need to like go onto your body but only one paddle can go on at a time I'm saying like my experience version <laughs> Sam's probably going they're not paddles <laughs> <laughs> no that's fine the average person would see it as a paddle so it's yeah. fine go paddle and so I had my consult we ran through everything and I was like yep yep like are we doing it now and they're like no 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 you like you have the consult you go and think about it and then you come back and I'm like okay well I thought about it so just let's book me in for another date and I'll be here and I really did not give it a thought because I'd had cryotherapy before, but not at um, Mag's, Magnolia. Um, I had it somewhere else and that was just a bit like, felt like contractions on my body. And I was like, oh, that's like, that was easy. Like, I'll be fine. So I've had my um, my consult. I've gone back in for my appointment, said hello to everyone. I'm like, hey. And then so you've got to get into like your undies and your bra. So I was having my stomach and at least my <laughs> flanks. 
the back, the yeah. ba- my back, my love handles and yeah, my correct. muffin tops and all that was all getting taken care of. I was very excited. And so it's got Netflix, you lie down, there's snacks. I'm like, and so it was about going to be about five hours. Yeah. It's a long day. Each cycle takes about 35 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I was committed. Yeah. I was like, this is, this is like going to, in three months' time, I'm I mean, it'd be skinny. Yeah, like, this is glue at the end <laughs> like, of this. And I'm like, I didn't have to do I'm eating and getting skinnier watching Netflix. Like, this is crazy. So I've stripped off and I'm in my bra and my undies. And um, I, I, can I say her name? Like, yeah. Yeah, Hayley. Yeah. She's also like a mutual friend too. And I'm like, she's gorgeous. And I'm in my knickers and my bra going, this is a bit weird. But anyway, <laughs> whatevs. And so we've gotten started and like it kind of like feels like a vacuum cleaner sucks your tummy into this like. Yeah, it has a suction part to it. So it's this suction. shape, whatever that shape we'd call. Like kind of like a rectangle. Rectangle kind of with rounded, <laughs> yeah, that round thing. edges. Right. And so it sucks it in and then boom, drops down to negative. I don't know. I think it's 11. So, yeah. I think it's, it's negative calm. 11 degrees. And that doesn't hurt. That is doesn't feel like anything. And I was like, oh, amazing. <laughs> like I can handle 35 minutes of this. So we've taken the first paddle off and what it actually looks like is that same shape, that round rectangle cylinder thing, but it's bright red and it's literally hanging off your body. Like, like your skin. The fat yeah. is frozen. Like hanging a thing off. of butter sitting on top of you, but it's your tissue and it's bright red, oh and that's got to be and it's hard. It's and rock that's hard. Be massaged out. It's got to be softened because <gasps> it's like frozen. Your it's fat, frozen. Right? Yeah, and yep. so like yeah, slab of butter, <laughs> rock hard hanging off my. I'm like wow. I'm like that's amazing. And then Haley's like, so this might be a little bit uncomfortable. We're just gonna have to massage <laughs> it for like one one and a half minutes. And I'm like okay, cool. And then just wait for it's like thaw out naturally. <laughs> yeah, just, can we put right, this on you the You've got to get in hard and fast. <laughs> yeah, and you've got to get. It out. <laughs> put it on the bench and um I was like okay and she's like massaging I'm like oh <laughs> this doesn't feel very nice and I was like it's okay one minute she goes yeah we over really quickly and she's like pinching it and massaging it and I'm like oh wow I'm like yep trying to act like no this doesn't hurt I've had kidney stones and seizures I'm yes. like I'm like yeah well I didn't push them so I'm always like kidney stones are worse than childbirth so I always go with kidney stones and I'm like Okay, yeah, I'm good. And then she's like, oh, so I've got to reset the machine now. So I got through the massaging no, and I'm like, I'm like, I've got fucking five more hours of this. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be counting down that every minute 30. I'm gonna be like, I don't want you to take the slab of butter off. Like, just leave it there. So I'm like, I'm just might, I just might stand up for a minute. Like, because it really, like, I could really feel like something going on in my stomach. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's trying to like wiggle and like stretch it out a little bit while still like being like a complete normal person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, could feel I was getting sweaty. And I was like, mm-hmm. And then I'm talking to her and she's like, you're good. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm sweet. I'm like, um, I just, oh, I'm probably just going to sit down again. <laughs> <laughs> so like I've sat like in my undies and my bra, but like on, like it's a medical bed. She but thought I'm, she sat on I it. Thought she I thought I sat on it. So <laughs> I've sat down, but like not like the sleeping way, like I was facing like the width way. So I've just like bum on it and legs hanging off the bed and I've just dropped. Like I've literally <laughs> flipped upside down, like my, like my hands are touching the ground. <laughs> so like she was like down near my vagina basically like resetting the machine. And so she's like chatting away and I'm just hanging there. Like, <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. And then 
I don't know the rest, really, because I fainted. I was completely out for the count. I get the SOS to come and help, help now. (laughs) um, Ash isn't doing okay. Like, get the legs up. Raise the legs. Here she comes. She comes back. And I've, like, gone, oh, Sorry, I think I've just must have drifted off to sleep. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, like, so cool the cucumber. I've, I've just heard like, the rest. Just like <laughs> snuggled into the bed, but I'm in like recovery position. <laughs> and they're like, no, you haven't been asleep. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, Sam's like, your face is so white. And I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, you fainted. And I'm like, no, I didn't. Yeah. Like, and I did. And then she's like, I don't think we can continue. And I'm like, no, I'm not coming back. I'm committed. We're staying here today. And then she's like, oh, your colour's coming back. She did all these checks on me and she's yep. like, you're right to go. And then I was just like watching the next time I like, is this going to happen every 35 minutes? Am I just going to keep fainting? But I didn't. Oh, my gosh. And meanwhile, that was, was that a year ago. Like, oh, it wasn't this year. It, yeah, it would have been. It wasn't Over this year. year ago. Yeah. Results. Fabulous, really. It has super worked, and that's not even a plug. Sam didn't yeah, know I was going to like tell that story. <laughs> Is but... it a plug though? When you're like, it's so painful, you pass it. You look like a blah blah blah. Yeah, I really sold it, but you know, I always say like, you know, beauty is pain. Exactly, <laughs> you have to do it. But yeah, it's really amazing that I have. I couldn't get my legs done because the paddle. Yeah, it's certain like size shape. So yeah. you've got to have the we won't treat unless we know we can get the shape right, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had to look after my own legs, which <laughs> hence the detox and stuff like that, really trying to shred the legs. But the stomach's been really good and same with my back. And I often say to people, I'm like, try and grab it. It's not there. <laughs> yeah, you did it's- do that to me when we were on holidays together. <laughs> See, I'll do it to anyone that listens. No shame. No shame. But, yeah, totally, okay. again, that was a sidetrack conversation and I'm actually sweating so much. Thinking like, about it. Thinking anyway, about it. Tell us more about your family dynamics. Yes. <laughs> Were you competitive as a triplet? <laughs> They are actually super competitive super now that competitive. you mentioned that. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I think it's because your whole life you as a triplet, whether people realise they do it or not, they're like, oh, that one's the smart one, that one's the fit one, that one's the athletic one. And so Which you – Spice the girl here. <laughs> yeah, and so you end up being competitive but only, I guess, to find your own identity. And so then even like – went back to schoolwork and homework and this one's the smarter one so you'd try to beat each other with every mark and you didn't realise it was even happening and it was. That's just, I guess, being a triplet. We didn't realise, yeah, the dynamics of it. Now looking back we can go, oh, yeah, we really were. We really were competitive and that's why at the, when we finished year 12 we all got the same OP. My mum was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> but they, they got to, we even in high school they said to us, oh, um, we don't know if you guys are cheating or you guys just We don't know who's coming to the exams. Yeah, and <laughs> we're like, we just think so similar. So they ended up making us do separate subjects and so we picked different electives just so they couldn't accuse us of cheating oh, wow. and then we got the same OP still. What? And like, so boom, weird. motherfuckers. That's <laughs> what they were like, like, fuck with that twin you. shit. <laughs> they kind shit. of advised that because Couldn't they, they were sitting there. in an exam, I not know. Or like put well, all three of you in the they same They said room. that it's exams at schools were so similar, but assignments, they would be identical. And so oh, they're like, okay. okay, you're at home. So are you copying? And But we were so fiercely competitive. We're like, I did not copy. That yeah, I am me. offended. I did yeah. not do the same calibre of work as her. And then you have a brother who's a genius. That's yeah. like your whole school life ducks of every grade you go through OP1. Was Johnny in the same year level yeah, as you? Yeah, so four so. of us are in the same grade. <laughs> oh, my God. So you're all competing every year for that top mark. So that kept you going. Yeah. That is sibling wow. rivalry like yeah. no tomorrow. It's extreme. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, um, one of the other things that Sam and I have like connected over so many things over our friendship, um, which obviously like injectables is one of them. <laughs> um, but we have also both been through and one, it's not the only reason that she's here today, but one of the things that I think um, was you know, such a heartbreaking time for Sam and also for people in um, the, the family's life because it is such a big family, we're all connected and we all know each other, um, is that just before, um, well, your dad passed away. How many years ago is that? Dad would be 11 years ago now. Yeah. Yeah, so he was a while away, a while ago, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he passed away from Alzheimer's? Alzheimer's, but brought on from vascular dementia, so heart issues that then led to surgery that then led to blood clot in his brain that then led to Alzheimer's. Yeah, Yeah. and how old was your dad at the time? Dad was only like mid-60s when he passed, yeah, so a bit of a shock for mum. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, it's such a hard topic and we did mention that we were going and people were thinking, why is there a trigger warning at the start of this episode? Like (laughs) like, we're talking about like facials and (laughs) stuff, not facials, injectables. Um, But one of the things that, you know, happen in Sam's life um, and just also – when you had opened Magnolia, when you had second day, second day, two days into opening, um, Sam's mum actually took her own life, and that was a really um, it was an up and down roller coaster ride for your whole family for a while leading up to that point. But it's your story; you tell it. Yeah, no, yeah. I guess yeah, we were just so caught up in the motions of opening the clinic that sometimes you forget that others are struggling around you, and it was a big wake up call. Um, but yeah, mum just. I guess as dad passed, just the years went by, she just never really got through it or got over it and then the, it just got darker and darker and then she just, I think she, in all honesty, and I think you have to think like this to get through is I think she thought we were all okay by this stage, like, okay, the clinic was finally open, they were okay That because my brother and I were both opening it together. We we got there, it, there was so much hard work behind the scenes as any business owner would know to get to opening day. So for him and I, I thought, okay, the other two, all other four all had our own families, we're all married. I think she thought they're okay, they'll be fine and she just wanted to be with dad and so yeah. she chose that. And so but that was day two of opening a medical clinic yeah. with 15 staff and all these people depending on you and you just, yeah, we woke up one morning to a text message with her goodbye and... Yeah, we raced over there. Oh, so she texted all of you goodbye. She texted us early in the morning at about three o'clock and I woke up to the message and in all honesty, we'd had a couple before, so we didn't know how real it was because she'd been struggling for a little while. And so this one I just knew. I just got in my car, got my little girls and we just drove over and got to the house and yeah, it was locked. And so we got the body corp to open it and I walked in and as I think the nurse then kicks in with you and had my other sister there that wasn't a nurse and I said, do you stay here? I've seen this before. Let me go. Went in and, yeah, found her. So it was Had big... she struggled with any mental illness Depression. Like, her whole so life? Just, I always think, yeah, probably a little bit of the glass was half empty. But then again, six kids. Like, it's <laughs> stressful. <laughs> and um, now being a mother, like, it's a lot to have mm. that on you. And, and just the loneliness and, of, you know, losing, yeah, losing her, dad. the love of her life. Yeah. And that was, you know, the conversations that we had and, Part of the reason why is that we were talking about it the other day too is that such a difference in time. Yeah. You know, like I have lost the love of my life and I'm fortunate enough to have met someone else and experience that love and know that there's more in life and, you know, to work through it. But that that era. that That generation, yeah, they just, 
like they've been together over 30 years. She just didn't know any different and that was, that was they had the one partner and that's what you did and she just, yeah, that's how she saw it and she said, like, my life's over. That's how I she wasn't did it. thinking I'll get on the apps. No. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no. exactly. Who well, doesn't know apps? Yeah. Doesn't know how to open up the internet without calling your child. Can you yeah. come set up yeah. 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 Set up my I need Tinder you to download profile. this app yeah. for me. Let's she, write my bio. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was, it's was. it been big and I guess it's still dealing with it and I've been busy enough, though, to keep me distracted from it too. But to he also gives you that motivation to go, I don't want to get to that point. If things aren't good in life... Right, I'm going to change it. I'm going to fix it. I'm not going to go down the same road. Yeah. And did all yeah. of your siblings react in a similar way to you, like using that as a perspective sort of kick yeah, up the Yeah, I think so. And then again, I think it's such a, an asset to have such a big family. Like although we've lost our parents, we have an age gap of our elder siblings. So there's like 10 and 7 years. So I guess we still feel a little bit protected, us younger ones. Mm. So I guess my elder siblings might have a different perspective and, and they could answer that differently. But I still feel quite nurtured because I've got them mm. with me. Yeah. Yeah, it was such like, and you know, we've we've spoken about it before, and you know, um, so no one thinks that I'm drilling into Sam's like personal life. Yeah. She is. <laughs> um, I got the okay for the topic, and um, you know, mental illness, mental wellness is definitely something that we have spoken about a lot throughout the the um, se- seasons of the seasons, Courtney. <laughs> the seasons of the podcast. I'm using it in the right wording, um, but um, it's. <laughs> How did it feel having to, um, like, you know, with everything that was already going on and then having to deal with the fact that, you know, your mum had taken her own life but then explaining it to people? Because I know when people ask me questions and I um, had people that questioned me whether Horn took his own life or not because it was just such a, like, you know, shock to everyone that like I was almost like getting offended. Yeah. You know, I got offended but, um, you know, having to actually, people say, people just automatically say, oh, like what happened? Yeah. And then having, and then you get this kind of response. Yeah, I think at first I was a bit sheepish because of that stigma of suicide and taking your own life. But then I thought, you know what, it's real and it's her story, it's not mine and I just became honest. Yeah. She did. She lost my father and she never got over it and, I, that's why I think I focus so heavily now on the energy I put around me and trying to, if I find myself getting into a like a, a darker time like we all do, like mm-hmm. there's good times and bad times and everything, I just really try to go, right, I'm going to change it. I'm not yeah. going to get stuck in this and just, yeah, try to keep moving from it. But, yeah, I don't hide from it when people ask me now. That's what I said to Ash the other day when she spoke to me about it. I said, I'm an open book with it. There's no – I'm not – yeah, it's not me. It's not and my it, story. It, you know, and it's so good to have that take on it because it, you know, when you, I have had um, numerous people, which was a, a shock almost to me, um, reach out about their partners passing away mm. and how many of them have actually taken their own life. Mm. And they're like, I just, you know, I feel like ashamed or yeah. I feel extra. Or they're angry. They're ang- yeah, yeah, a lot of anger, anger. A lot of anger. But I'm not angry. I get it. Yeah. And I said that to her. I, went, I remember standing at her grave going, I get it. Yeah. I, I just I just want you to be happy. And she did try. She know, did 11, try. You know, there, so three years ago now. So yeah. there was, you know. Like eight years she tried. She even went from not working to getting a full-time job, providing for herself, living alone. So she did all that. She had a circle of friends. But just wasn't enough in the end. And I think we can all be guilty of that to go that we have to reflect and go, is it enough? Like, and we think like 
be happy just by hanging out here or doing this. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if you're not personally checking yeah. in and going, am I okay? Yeah. You Did you ever have moments where you sort of like felt that you wanted to even like put up boundaries a bit like with your husband where you're like, I don't want to have to depend on someone so much that if they ever leave then my no, life No, but Did I think that? that comes from, and Ash and I were talking about this earlier in the, year, in the week, sorry, um, being from a big family, you – Come from a big family, you learn very young in life that you, you, there's never a sense of entitlement. Everything you do, you got to work for and you've got to provide for yourself. And so that was instilled for me very young. So, no, that didn't come from mum. I think that's always been there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it is also a difference in personality too. Like I've had some really hard conversations with my mum the past like three months where I've been like, you know, when she, what you said about thinking that the kids are okay, when her second bout of cancer came back and she sat me and my brother down, her, like, response or her, ex, I don't know what's the word, not explanation, but she said to my brother, like, you know, you've got Shani and you've got Jax and now you have Eden. I'm like, well, actually, I'm moving out of Eden's house, so don't go <laughs> dying from cancer, thanks, because, like, I need some babysitters. <laughs> but um, in all seriousness, she was like, you know. thought you are okay? She was ready to just be like, I have did this once before, um, you know, I don't know if how, how I'm going to do it again. And I was like, don't, you're not, like, as much as we want you here, I'm not, you're not here for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, you need to be here for you. And I'm like, and if anything, do it for Daz, which is her partner, I'm like, because I don't want to look after him. <laughs> I already got. I don't want to be babysitter. I already, I already got four boys at home. I don't need to add another one. So, but it is, and it, again, that we won't ever understand what our parents felt like. It's a completely different era where mm-hmm. you know there's was a lot of judgment in their heyday about mm-hmm. you know divorce, meeting new people, yeah. things like that. People really stuck it out and did things that probably weren't making them happy. So when yeah. you really were in love in a relationship and then you lose that person to you know know even where to go from Mm -hmm. that like I just yeah it was I get it and it was in the course of the time this was two months after Horn passed away Mm, so at that time it was like a really close like it was like another thing for our friendship group but obviously affecting in a different way mm. and I was just like oh my god this is just the year that's going to keep on giving isn't it <laughs> I was like thanks thanks year yeah. but um yeah that I really um also with you know your dad passing mm-hmm. away too it's that as you said like you have the support from your older siblings so you feel nurtured and you don't know how they they feel Mm. um but I have like a another another friend that has lost both of her parents and you know she didn't handle it that Mm. well it you know it it's we she kind of packed up and moved to America and I haven't really seen her for 10 years yeah um and she just needed to start like her own life journey. yeah, yeah it's like one. you know here was too many memories here was like too much mm-hmm. um and again everyone deals with things the way that they need to but um it's it's such a it, it's hard because you know suicide is such a shock yeah but it's not taboo yeah do you know what I mean it's yeah. a shock because you get that phone call yeah. and then um you know even you know I've had a lot of males in my life that have actually taken 
their mm. own lives. It's much more like Yeah, it's that stigma they don't talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. feeling but I think women mm-hmm. do. And they were the smiliest of smiley people, mm-hmm. like always so happy and bubbly, the life of the party, and then you just like get this like text message or phone call. Um not luckily for me, but like they haven't been in my like direct friendship group. They were acquaintances or I used to hang out with them like five, ten years ago. Um and you just feel like, whoa. Yeah. You know, but you know, getting the the you know, the goodbye message, like, you know, that I'm sure is a feeling that will never leave It'll never leave. And like I said, not to downplay the moment, like to have received a couple of texts before, we knew therefore she was hurting. We knew everything wasn't okay. But, yeah, yeah, that final one, there was something in my gut that said, no, this one doesn't sound right. Had you guys tried to get her any professional help? Yeah, so we did all that. We saw the professionals and just said, not for me. That, they don't relate to me. They don't understand me. And she blocked it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't open to the healing in that way. And again, I think, as I said, the generation thing, we were a lot more open to it. This is my private business. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't want to talk about it. Didn't want to deal with it. No. Not interested. Proud. Proud. Yeah. 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 I would assume, obviously, I haven't been through this myself, but I would assume that there would be, you know, initially you might look back and start seeing red flags or warning signs and think in hindsight. Oh, we would all do that. If I could have done more, should I have done more? Should I have intervened earlier? Do you feel like now you're sort of more sensitive to seeing red flags in other people that you kind of act a bit quicker because you're like more sensitive to that now? Yep, definitely. And it just, my immediate friends, my husband, my children, you just so want to understand their energy and if something's not happening right, you're like, right, what is this? Let me understand this. It just it does send you a little bit of overdrive to analyse yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. Sam and I also share something else. <laughs> we are recovering perfectionists together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're kind of like proud. Like when we're talking. We're like, what's wrong with I'm this? I'm like, why doesn't everyone get it? This is the best way to live. <laughs> are we wrong? No. Are we, wrong? <laughs> we are never wrong. Um, and that's what we were um, like talking about too is that like what we are actually like deflecting onto our own children about how we like to live and how the house needs to be and like are we creating issues within because um, like a, like Ryder and Carter give like zero fucks if I'm yelling, like none, where um, they're just like, okay, like calm it down, mum, where Easton just like freaks the fuck out. Like he <laughs> is like, he comes on and I feel so bad sometimes because he just didn't grow up in like with me, um, like screaming all the time um, and he'll just like come up to me sometimes and I'll just be like, oh, my God, I'm horrible. And he'll be like, excuse me, Ash. And I'll be like, yes. He's like, I clean the bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm like secretly stoked that he did it, but I'm like hearts breaking for him that he like did it and then came up to me like, I did it. You didn't even ask me. You didn't yell at me to do it. And I'm like, I'm a horrible person. But it's deep down. I'm really like, yes, why don't the other two respond like that? That's what I've been looking for. Yeah. Although whereas I've got two little girls and that's um, what I was talking to mm. you as well about is I was saying to get through, like, I've always worked the whole life and then, again, coming from the big family, so I can see this pattern happening is, like, from big family to work is your job. This Every day this is what you did. You came home, you did your homework, you went for a run, someone did dinner, someone washed clothes. Like, there was always tasks being performed. And then that was instilled in me now, like, to get through to work every day. 
I got it. The morning was this routine, and the afternoon is this routine, and that's how you get through the day is routine. But then my little one started to get anxiety, and it was only that I started to see, okay, this is not right. There's, there's something here. So we went to the psychologist, and here I am thinking about a psychologist for my daughter, and it ends up coming back to me, going, <laughs> but okay, I'm perfect. <laughs> so tell me about the day today, and I tell about the routine, and they go, okay. So can you see what's happening here? And I'm like. Uh, we're organised? <laughs> no. So you're setting this pattern. Everything's got to be perfect. Everything's got to be right. And you're like, you're fired. Before we'll you're else. happy, before everyone can be calm. So your daughter's re- learning. She's only going to get praised from you once everything's perfect. And so this perfectionist trait that we're going, we didn't realise we had it. We thought we were super organised and killing it. What our children are reading is I'm only loved once I'm organised. Once my room's tidy, you're going to love me. And, and so like, then when fuck. change happens, when they're thrown into a situation, whether it's New Day of School or a sports carnival and they've never had this before, it's change which gives them anxiety mm-hmm. because their day is just so routined. So the psychologist is drilling me going, right, you've got to spill something on your shirt and go to work with that on your shirt. You're not allowed to change your shirt. And I'm like, but I change it when I'm I get to work, right? Like yeah, I change it when I get to work. work. My kids need to see you're not going to be perfect. And they go, tell me when you leave the house, is your makeup always done? Is your hair always done? I'm like... Yeah, because yeah, I, I take pride in my appearance. And I also and like, make people look good for a living. Yeah. Like I can't be rocking up like, they're like, no, like shit. Your daughter's got to learn. She doesn't have to be perfect to go out. The world's going to love her if she's not perfect. And you've been taught this because we thought we came from an organised family. Apparently we're perfectionists. And so <laughs> we were like talking about yeah, this going, feel but then like that's got us where we are. Like that's gotten us like yeah. we've routine. Yeah, we've, we've dealt with a lot of shit. <laughs> we've kept going. Like our business But how do we break this things. cycle? How do we stop yeah. our kids having anxiety? But how do we find like maybe happy medium? Like okay. I don't feel like I'm going to be wearing like no shoes and like, leaving the house messy. I mean, like, but you're but just, also be, just have... be natural guys about it. Like this is totally fine. Like but you also have boys, so it's going to be a different thing that they're going to take from you than what yeah. daughters are going to yeah, take. Yeah, they're going to yeah. get like wives or husbands that think they're amazing because they can cook, clean, have a nice house, and <laughs> yeah. But they also aren't going to see like the makeup and the hair element no. in the same way that like yeah. the, I mean they possibly could. Who knows? But yeah. generally, yeah, you know, they don't get a lot from things. me in that area anyway. Like, it's like a like a Saturday night thing for me, maybe. How to match your tracksuits. I'll get that for you. Look at these slippers that match my trackies. Perfect. See, so, oh. I don't know. Is it irony that I ended up being a cosmetic injector that makes everyone perfect for a living? But, Who knows? But seriously, mm. like, and when I was thinking about what the episode you're going to die. Oh, shit. When I was thinking about what the episode name could be, it was going to be perfect. <laughs> I'm definitely not perfect. So, Let's just say, but just like the whole like we were talking about perfectionism and then yeah. like making people feel like they're perfect <laughs> and everything like that. So, well, I wanted to also just quickly touch on because we don't want the episode to go for hours and hours, but yeah. it, we easily could when you chat with a friend. Um, that one of the other things that we wanted to talk about was like mindset. Yeah, and you know we we rattled off a f- lot of things that happened. You've come from a big family. You've lost both your parents, you have your own business, you've got the mum life going on and everything like Mm -hmm. that. What do you do to keep yourself in like a healthy mindset? Mindset. Um, Good question, but a big one, I guess, for me still, I'm still learning that. So I'm still trying to keep 
working on that because yeah, it stress can get to you. It can. Like I'm not going to lie. Having a business, two businesses in the one house, it's hard. And I remember talking to a dear friend of mine um, one day, David. And <laughs> Just Davo. 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 <laughs> I can say him. Davo Schultz. Um, and I was telling him I was getting a little bit of anxiety at one time. The stress was getting on top of me. And he said, nah, it's all in your mindset. There's no such thing. And I'm like, I'm looking at him going, what do you mean? And he goes, no, you just got to change the way you see things. you got to focus on it and you got to work on it every day. And he started sending me these mindset videos and it was just motivational speakers and inspirational people, just lessons in life, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, but every day I don't want you to watch the news. I don't want you watching any, anything mm. negative. I just want you to listen to these on your way to work. Take 10 more minutes every day. Take an extra longer drive, but listen to these every day. So started to do that and that really does help you and change your energy and change Definitely. your mindset. So, yeah, that was what's one thing I do. And two, I just really focus on the energy around me. I just, if something doesn't feel right or team's not working, I'll change that and get rid of the negative energy. Just Being keep, aware. Yeah, I just am very aware of how I respond and how I work and just do that. And, yeah, but I'm constantly open to ways to keep working on mindset. And I know days when I don't do it or weeks if I get caught and not doing it, things get harder and then the I do snowball. have to take, yeah. Or volcano. Eden yeah. calls it the volcano. Yeah, but and then, <laughs> yeah, I get up early at 5 o'clock before the house wakes and I have that cup of tea and I sit there for half an hour on my own before anyone wakes and tries to sit there and get into that good space. And then I train for half an hour before everyone gets up. So, yeah. again, very routine, very regimented, but yeah. I take that time for me. And it is work to carve mm. out that time. Like I've spent a lot of time talking to different um, mums and whatnot recently and even in like some of my like, pro bono coaching that I've been doing and yeah the 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 mindset the mind blocks is just something that just keeps on coming up yeah. like, but I don't want to get up at five and I'm like well you don't have to get up at five but if you really want to change something you know if you usually get up at seven get up at six yep. like to, or get up at 6 30 like just carve out something small like don't overwhelm yourself with this big long list of things that you need to do like just chop it and you know yeah, like start small and carve out that time and see if that does affect your mindset if it does shift it and then you can start to implement more because you get addicted to feeling the benefits from it. Yep, and that's it. Now yeah. I'm addicted to it. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally addicted to it. So I'm like a perfectionist with addiction problems. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> recovering, recovering addict and recovering <laughs> perfectionist is all good. Um, Perfect of being an addict. <laughs> yeah, and this is actually um, we are going to be doing our final five, mm-hmm. which is new to season three. Okay, so kicking off our final five, number one. Quote to live by. Um, people might not always remember you, but they'll always remember the way you made them feel. Oh, like it. Best advice you've ever received? Fall forward. Fall forward. Core value. Generosity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your last meal, what would it be? Pizza. Pizza. And ma, what is your fave beverageino? Uh, wine. <laughs> <laughs> So, Sammy, thank you so much for your time today. If anyone is interested in getting some bits and bobs done on their face or following along on social media to see the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? They can find me at magnolia underscore mediclinic. Amazing. And you can find me at with love <laughs> and don't forget to subscribe, rate and review if you have enjoyed this podcast. And just remember, we are all flawed, but we are also fucking fabulous. <laughs>
This podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. To stay up to date with me, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Leave me a review and follow me on Instagram at with Love Ash.